Hi, doctor. Hi, dad. Geez, I feel like we don't do these enough uh, and we got to get on a, a, a quicker pace. And that's that's my fault. I, I, uh, well, it's probably your fault. No, it's definitely equal <laughs> for sure. Yeah, Everything's yeah. just busy and you think, oh, there's no way I don't have 45 minutes in the week. But then the time slots start to dwindle. <laughs> yeah, I just, But you're I, busier I, than you used to be. You used to be totally free. Uh, I'm, I'm pretty not. I, I've, I've got, I don't, I, in all honesty, it's, it, that's on me. So I'm going to get a couple of, you know, what, what for me is just, um, I don't um, think about what the topic is going to be until, you know, I realize that we haven't done one for a while and then I write up the topic and whatever. And so I, what I need to do is just have a couple of topics already done, written up, ready to go and then i can just bug you about yeah, <laughs> you know, getting about on your schedule scheduling. yep that that'll be easier but at any rate uh, today we're doing another covid19 update <laughs> uh, you know we're we're close to the four year anniversary that's amazing isn't it it is, um, it is really emergency. kind of sad because it feels like it just started not um, that long ago yeah, yeah. um and so the obviously the U.S.'s you know pandemic emergency expired several months ago. Didn't wasn't renewed. Uh, we're, we're clearly in a different phase. But um, what prompted um, my interest around this subject is my mom, your nonna, um, contracted COVID last yep. week. It's her first time ever having COVID. Yep. Uh, and fortunately, she's recovering, but it kicked her butt. Yeah. And and she's still struggling, um, still yeah. testing positive. So uh, we want to talk about that a little bit um, because she's going for a PCR test today to, to figure out if she really is kind of, you know, still has live virus, so to speak. Mm -hmm. She did take Paxlovid for a while, but um, her stomach was really getting upset, thought it might be related to that. So she stopped it after several days. So, so two things to, 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 to dive into a little bit there. Um, one is, um, do you think the nausea was Paxlovid related or could it be just COVID related? I think it's probably COVID related um, because it's GI symptoms have always been um, a potential symptom of COVID. And then with the different strains, um, Sometimes that's more frequent or less frequent, but I think this, this like summer surge, um, there's definitely been more GI um, symptoms. And then generally speaking, it, this Paxlova doesn't stay in your system for that long. So if it was caused by that and you stop it, it should honestly go away. Um, that side effect. Um, mm -hmm. So, mm -hmm. I mean, okay. it's possible though. Um, it's certainly side, possible side effects. Well, and, and, and well, and I'll tell you, she stopped talking, taking the Paxlovid, you know, maybe a week ago, let's mm -hmm. say, and maybe yeah. close to it, still has stomach issues going on. So, yeah, you know, I don't I mean, think it's that. It, it's that. Um, so how about the testing stuff? So there's a, I, I, I've heard that there, you know, the, the, the test kits may be less reliable because of the different strains mutating and what have you. And, and is it the case that um, you can, even after you've got, like, let's say you're non-infectious, you can get positive um, right. tests, if, unless it's you're doing a PCR test? So they technically still should be, the home tests, the antigen rapid test 
still should be highly reliable. Um, but we're talking 80% of the time in those who are infected and PCR tests are accurate 95% of the time. So, you know, it still misses a handful of people. Um, and I think we've always heard, um, people testing multiple times negative and then finally getting a positive. Um, so, I mean, I was sick a couple weeks ago. I have to imagine it was COVID based on my symptoms. Um, and I took two tests and they were both negative. Um, and huh. if I had a bunch on hand, I probably, I would have taken more. I was just like, you know, the heck with it. <laughs> go to get, I know. I'm just like, well, whatever. Cause at this point, you know, symptoms were passed and everything was showing up negative. So, so I don't know. I kind of didn't trust it, trust the tests for that reason, because based on my symptoms and the fever that I got, there's, de- it was definitely not just like a summer cold virus. Um, cause right. that doesn't usually cause those kind of symptoms. Um, right. so PCR is always going to be the most accurate way to go. Accurate. Gotcha. So, uh, you know, you, you, you mentioned this summer surge that's going on. Have you seen cases among your, your patients? I have seen a lot of people sick with symptoms that probably are COVID. Um, people aren't testing as much anymore yeah. Um, yeah. because it's kind of a situation where it's like, well, what are you going to do? Um, yes, if you test positive, you should still avoid people, especially vulnerable people. Um, but it's like the other types of viral infections. Once you have symptoms, you've already been contagious for a few days. So, and we know that this is not as severe as the original COVID um, back at the beginning pre-vaccine. So are we isolating ourselves from our family in the house? Really not doing that. And then most people, symptoms are mild. So they're just, you know, it's like whatever and not testing. But I've definitely had plenty of people getting episodes of illness that seem illness. a little out of character. Yeah. 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 Particularly if they're adults. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Right. Yeah. Um, so you're they saying. They seem to be doing fine. I don't yeah. not seeing it in kids. It's the adults. Yeah. It's all the it's adults. Always been, yeah. It's always been gentler on, on the kids. On kids anyway. Yeah. Well, the, the, I've seen reports that hospitalizations have increased, albeit from a low base, you know, yeah. you know, um, and um, they're like detecting now. They, now they monitor wastewater, so they're they're right. finding it in uh, regions in, in the western U.S. as well as the Northeast. Um, and they've had outbreaks here, there, and whatever. And but you're saying overall, don't need to be too concerned about this new um, variant. They I think they call it EG five. Um, yeah, that's it's hard to. It's the same. Sure. It's kind of the same thing as, you know, when we were going through the Omicron and we were having more winter, you know, surges around right. and that sort of thing. Now that we're in a post-vaccine world and people who want to be vaccinated are vaccinated um, and the boosters, which we can talk about later, aren't really doing a whole lot right now. Um, and it's mutated to become less severe it's not that it's like, don't worry about it. It's just the risk is lower. And people, like, like you said, it's been four years. So when is enough kind of enough? And are we going to just let um, people kind of make their decisions yep. on what to do? So my opinion 
for a long time has been you assess your own risk tolerance. Now, should you go and be around high risk people when you're sick? Absolutely not. Um, and by so, high risk, we're talking immunocompromised, that sort of thing. Well, older people, right? Older so people, yeah. 60 plus um, just generally aren't going to have Hang on a second. I'm, I'm in that category. Yeah, that cat- You're older. You're older. Um, you shouldn't just be like, you know, hanging out, sharing a soda with <laughs> with your with none, uh, older parents or grandparents. Um, and, and then anyone who's, of course, I mean, people who are immunocompromised are in a whole different um like people who are on chemotherapy or who have to take certain medications um, that decrease their immune system or those who have, you know, cancer, like, oh, those people are in a whole different bucket and they're pre-pandemic have had to be really careful to avoid getting sick. So yes, you should never be around pregnant people. Also, their immune systems are significantly lowered um, during pregnancy. So you want to avoid pregnant people. Um, and that should happen whether it's a pandemic or not, but especially with something like COVID, it's not, it's not the same as just a, a regular kind of common cold. You just know right. that there are still people who will get severe infection. They're just few and far between at this yeah. point. Um, so you have to assess your own risk tolerance. Yeah. And still, still a risk of long COVID and, and yes, exactly. And that's what I'm the most afraid of is an infection then causing long-term complications. Cause I have plenty of patients with long-term complications from COVID. Oh, do you? Huh. Oh, yeah. Huh. Mm-hmm. Interesting. So there's, there is, so there's this EG5 variant they've read about. There's a new one that is much less, you know, um, kind of ubiquitous called BA286 that descended from a different Omicron variant Mm-hmm. only tied to like, I think they said seven cases across the, 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 the world. Mm-hmm. Uh, but they, they suspect it's more widespread than that. Um, and they're concerned about it because of the mutations it carries, particularly in the spike protein, which is what, you know, the, uh, the, the, the uh, virus uses to latch on. And, and it's, it's, it's essentially why it's, it's, it's infectious and so yes. infectious. Yeah. Um, so, and they're saying that that represents like as big a jump as that first Omicron yeah. variant did vis-a-vis mm-hmm. the, the, the previous, you know, strain of it. So, but, you know, again, we, it's just conjecture, but it's, it is interesting. I think we're, we're you know, we're going to have to deal with this scenario of obviously it's a, it, it's a, it's a high mutating um, virus. Um, right. This is so, what this is what viruses do. They mutate yeah. in a smarter way, not a dumber way. So they're going to mutate. That's why influenza is a problem every single year because it changes every single year. And for this particular virus, it's changing to be better at infecting people because that's how it survives. So right. it only makes sense that it's going to mutate in a way mutate. that changes. Um, enough so that your immune system doesn't recognize it like it would have, you know, had it stayed the same and you're going to get new infections and it's going to spread again. That's just, you know, success for the virus. Um, so, 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 but it's not as, but symptoms continue to seem less severe, less severe because we presumably we've all built up some level of protection, if not from infection, from severe uh, right. d- disease because we've had, you know, all of us have either had 
a vaccine or an infection or both in, in yep. the past and built antibodies. Um, so, but speaking of antibodies and vaccines, so the, there's a new vaccine that's coming out this fall, I've heard, mm-hmm. that was developed based upon a variant that's genetically similar to this EG5 mm-hmm. that's expected to provide better protection against EG5 than last year's shot. So, like, like I'm just wondering personally, um, should I get this booster when it, when it becomes available? That booster, yes. The current booster, no, because it's not doing much for anything right now because they're not the same variants. You know, I mean, is it going to be give you some added protection? Maybe, but then it's going to change your timeline for the other one. The problem is these boosters are always going to be a little bit behind what's out there. Just like the flu vaccine, yeah, right? You can't. Yeah. That's why they have to guess. But we're not. We've had the flu for decades and decades and decades. So there's plenty of data on how to make an educated guess on the vaccine. This is you're. Just, they're just changing it as it comes, and then you're behind. And then before you know it, that's why everyone's like, "Well, the vaccines don't do anything." That's well, because the virus is changing, you know, and you got to keep keep up with it. And um, ultimately a ubiquitous coronavirus vaccine um would be the the, the solution yeah. solution for it but that's easier said than done so yeah i would especially anyone who's high risk and um would want to get a booster going into the um fall and winter months with the new booster that's coming out since i'm old i'm at high risk so i'll get my booster then yeah <laughs> that, that's what i'm hearing so yeah. nice so there, there is somewhat of an elephant in the room around this, you know, um, you know, you, you mentioned, you know, people's people's, uh, you know, some people's opinions are, hey, vaccines don't work. And and some people are opinions around are associated with that thinking are that it was all just a, a ploy to to enrich uh, the big pharma um, mm-hmm. and facilitated by big government, et cetera. So. Um, you know, obviously, in these um, in this fractionated political environment, COVID has become somewhat of a, a lightning rod. Um, oh yeah. And in particular, around these two things, um, one is that the whole COVID scare was overblown and really used to, you know, um, um, you know, used by government to to subject their the population to a lot of stuff that they didn't need to be subjected to Mm -hmm. um and secondly um the response was was mismanaged so the the, those those two general things so um let's let's take them kind of one by one in terms of the covid scare being overblown that it was really no big deal and we should not have you know ever had things like lockdowns or what have you um What's what 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 do you think about about that sort of claim? You are damned if you do, damned if you don't. Um, no one knew what this was going to do, what it had the potential to do when it first came out. It was terrifying. You see this stuff happening, you know, in other parts of the world. People are dying, young people are dying, healthy people are dying. There's this new virus. We always have known that something like this was possible, and. We had no idea how how it worked. We didn't have enough information on how bad it was. We didn't have enough information on its pathogenesis, how contagious it was, how 
um, deadly it was, the long-term effects of it, you don't, all you know is there's something new and a lot more people are, are dying than the normal. So yeah. what do you do? You can't do, yeah. you have to, you have to act on that. And this is just, um, it's just sad because when we think back to when this first started, everyone was scared. You know, well, if you think back, you know, um, before it hit the U.S. hard, um, you know, we just had scenes from, let's say, Italy. Uh, right. That, that was exactly. being, you know, people were, you know, having to, they, they couldn't get into hospitals. People were dying in the yeah. in the hallways of the uh, the emergency rooms and they were overcrowded and, and that and was imagine, coming here. Imagine yeah. if the U.S. just said, you know, we're going to just see what happens. So, well, and, and to some extent, we, we, we kind of, not did that, but, um, <laughs> but, but I mean, you know, people are mad about the lockdowns and the masks and schools closing and kids missing out on their education and blah, blah, blah. But I mean, imagine if the alternative was, I think there was, well, I can't remember what country it was that took that actually did Sweden. take that approach Sweden. and they, and their death rates were so much higher. Yeah. Um, and that's well, actually, so it's interesting. I just heard something on this yesterday that Sweden's death rates were about, were pretty close to the U.S.'s. However, they were much higher than their neighbor Norway's, mm-hmm. which is the better, you know. So, right. so th- it's the thing about those 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 countries, Sweden, Norway, uh, what have you, is their their citizens are generally more compliant, so to speak, yeah. with the, you know mask. So they they yeah. even though they didn't lock down in Sweden, they 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 were good about wearing masks or right. good about you know avoiding people if they thought they were sick and right you know, they, all, they all didn't those, disregard those sorts it. of things right. but imagine being in government and not knowing how this was going to affect kids and knowing that there was a potential for this new novel virus that no ch- no child has seen before we know young healthy kids die from the flu every year imagine um saying you know what we're just going to keep schools open. I mean, the school, rip, it's yeah. a Petri dish, right? A classroom is just a Petri dish of you. One kid gets something, it spreads throughout the classroom. There's just, you know, there's no way to prevent it. Imagine being like, we're just going to see how this goes. Think about the outrage that parents would have had that everyone would have had because you're not protecting our kids. You're not protecting our kids. And then they do this and maybe it went on for longer than it should have. But again, hindsight, you don't know what you don't know. And fortunately, the kids all did well and the kids are alive. But yeah. if that wasn't the case, then, you know, you can't you can't win. And you would have been accused of gross negligence if Absolutely. hundreds of thousands of kids Absolutely. had died. Absolutely. Yeah. So this was well, the best and this, case, again, this, this was the best this, case scenario. <laughs> there's still a, a debate on how many people in the U.S. died of of, uh, of, of COVID. But I think it's instructional to uh, to to look at excess deaths you know, right. during, during that right. period of time. And, and the excess deaths would uh, kind of almost exactly match up with the estimated deaths from COVID, right. which was uh, 1.1 million. So um, people are always like, oh, they died with it, not from it. And it's like, okay, th- let's not argue um, when we know that we had over a million excess deaths between yeah. 2020 and 2021 than we have in all the average past years. So yes, people are dying um people lost their lives because of it and it's not and it's not because of you know because because this is easy to prove it's not because of uh higher 
you know, alcohol deaths or drug deaths right. due to, due to depression, due to lockdowns yeah. or suicides or yep. all that sort of thing. Yep. So the other, the other piece is the response is mismanaged, was mismanaged. And I think you make a, a great point is, hey, we're in this, this period of time where we don't know. So you can't expect the response to be perfect. In hindsight, you're always going to see things that right. could have been managed better because it is a novel right. exactly. scenario. Exactly. Um, and however, the, the, I, t- I would say the one thing we should hopefully from a public kind of uh, service and, and a governmental response perspective, um, the, the one thing we should learn is that um, we, we should acknowledge more readily what we don't know and, and, yes, and, and not certain about. Yes, I would agree with that. Um, not making things so definitive that we Black know that this yeah. is going to help or we know that this is going to do this just you know honestly i think more honesty is going to go a lot further that this like masks for example like we're talking about one of the most benign things you can do and yeah of course children need to see faces and smiles but again if a mask because again you we didn't know we didn't know what we didn't know and if the so the potential benefit of kids wearing masks at school and requiring masks to rock, walk around Target is that you save someone's life. That's the potential benefit. And the potential downside is a really strange time in your life where people wore masks and kids maybe, you know, fell a little bit behind socially for a short span of time. Right. And that that's the downside. What, what are you going to what what choice should the government make there? Right. You know, like right. the other thing I hear is we were lied to about vaccines that we were told they will prevent you getting the disease. And that isn't it wasn't true. It was they 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 clearly prevented more. Serious you know, I remember I remember early on with vaccines that the takeaway point that was stressed was it prevents severe infection, hospitalization, and death. Um, people assumed that it was going to also prevent, and maybe there was some media around that, but I just, as far as I can recall, it was protection against severe illness, hospitalization, and death. And it did it did that. It I mean, did exactly that. Actually, I, I, just, I just heard the other day that if let's say no vaccine had been discovered, produced, what have mm-hmm. you distributed, that instead of 1.1 million deaths in the U.S., it would have likely been closer to 3 million. Right. Which is a to to Twofold. discount that is yeah. just grossly like, I don't know, it, it's a frustrating the entire thing has been frustrating. And now it, we're dealing with a long term problem of mistrust. And I'm the first to say that I don't know that there's anyone in the government to who speaks who you should trust. Um, So, but what you should have trust in are your medical professionals, because we are not making money from any of these um, pharmaceutical companies. We are not, you know, being fed anything from any of these places. We are essentially people are just 
doing their job of trying to make the best decisions for patients and analyzing data in a more kind of intellectual way than the average layperson can. And it's you can be mad at the government, you cannot trust the government, you cannot trust pharmaceutical companies, but you should assume that your doctor is not getting <laughs> any kind of kickback or gain for telling you something incorrectly. You're not, you're not part of some international cabal that is um, secretly running the world and- Yeah, right, exactly, I <laughs> Spreading false health information. <laughs> right, I just, like, if we just took, sat back and understood that for the most part, people are good. For the most part, people are trying to do the right thing and are doing the best that they can with the information that they have and just relax then I think everyone would be in a much better place. Yeah. Now, the government has screwed themselves over through, you know, multiple, for multiple right. reasons. But outside right. of the government, everyone can agree on arguing, you know, with the government, that's fine. But like, leave it there. Don't take it, you know. Right, and don't, 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 um, I think, uh, you know, we've, we've talked about this a little bit before. Don't, don't don't um, take it to the point of, oh, my tribe believes in X, Y, Z and ABC. And therefore, you know, I'm going to just blindly, blindly yeah. follow that. Or even not so blindly. I'm, all I'm going to do is in, listen to information sources right. that are, are uh, you know, uh, approved um, and, and vetted by my tribe. And yep. Because then you you just live in a uh, you know in, in kind of this information kind of uh, silo. Uh, yeah. So as 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 kind of and it is kind of painful. You know, um, I, I try to be a, a generally a centrist and a realist, but um, but you got to expose yourself to to some of the um, the things that you disagree with on either side. Right. To, to because because occasionally you, you pick up little nuggets that are you know oh i hadn't thought of something you right. know, in, in that sort of way but it's it's a difficult time we live in for sure yep. for around that sort of thing so awesome and anyone who says or claims that they know blank beyond yep. a sheet like this is absolute anyone who like is giving you information in absolutes or if you're conversing with someone and their their thoughts and feelings are absolute um that's the first i think red flag of someone who doesn't um doesn't really know um enough and isn't somebody who you should be taking advice from because we you should always understand that you none of us ever have all of the information well and that's that's the heart and soul of science uh, and the scientific right. method is okay i have this hypothesis and before i go out there and and kind of tout it as the truth i'm going to try my damnedest if you're a researcher to prove it wrong right that's that's your that's your job is to prove it wrong and try right. very hard at, at proving what's called the null hypothesis um, and and it, 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 after you know trying to do that uh, you know and and being you know hopefully the 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 hardest skeptic um then if you're unable to then fine then you then you you go out and, and publish mm -hmm. or, or and it gets reviewed and then it gets yep. reproduced it, it gets reproduced ex exactly so you know skepticism and and you know kind of intellectual humility is really at the heart of all good science uh, in the end right. so. yep. awesome 
Well, um, let's uh, cross fingers. Uh, hoping I don't get uh, this, uh, this, this, you know, virus again. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Had it, had it once, at least once. And um, hopefully this was, this was helpful to folks. I know it was helpful for me. So I'm going to, I'm going to sign up for the booster when it's available. So I will, I will do that. And I got to get my shingles shots, by the way. That, yes. That, you and because um, if you get any infection, whether it's COVID or not, your immune system is down and that is a wonderful um, opportunity for the shingles virus to um, rear its head. And yeah. I promise you that you do not want to deal with shingles. Don't want that. No, I've said, I've heard horror stories. Okay. I'm on it. Thanks, Nicole. Yep. Have a great day. Talk Me to you too. soon. Bye. Love you. Bye. 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 Thanks again for listening. You can visit the doctorandad.com. That's spelled T-H-E-D-R-A-N-D-D-A-D.com for show notes to any of our podcasts, as well as other useful info on extending health span. Now the legal disclaimer. This podcast is for informational purposes only and does not constitute the practice of medicine, nursing, or other professional healthcare services, including the giving of medical advice. And no doctor-patient relationship is formed. Use of this information in show notes is at the user's own risk. The content of this podcast is not meant to be a substitute for professional medical advice, diagnosis, or treatment. Listeners should not, should not disregard or delay taking medical advice or treatment for any medical condition they may have and should seek the assistance of their medical professional for any such conditions. We also want you to know that we take no funding from any product or service that may be mentioned on the Doctor and Dad podcast.